0: Welcome to Buzzwords, your loosely professional marketing podcast. Drinking is encouraged. As always, please do so responsibly. Stay tuned for Midwestern niceties and HR Disapproved Banter. Welcome to episode one of Buzzed Words. I'm Kelly. And I'm McKenna. And today's episode
1: brings together two of my favorite things in the world. And the two things that I probably spend the most time on in my life, marketing and murder. So we're going to be talking about how uh, one of the most recognizable slogans in the history of ever has a more sinister past than people may know.
0: Yes, it was, it was definitely a fun fact to find out. And, uh, mar- yeah, murder can definitely attest to that. I think uh, murder murder podcasts are some of your favorite, and we definitely did not have to move a stack of uh, serial killer books off the table before we started this.
1: So No, that's not true at all. Didn't happen.
0: All. No, but it really is an interesting fact, and I think it proves just that, Especially in marketing or in any industry, really. But in marketing, that your inspiration can come from anywhere, even the the darkest of places. Even murder. Even murder. (laughs) Yay, murder.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, we had a lot of fun with picking this topic and, you know, starting our our first episode with it. So, uh, as you'll see in the coming episodes of hopefully... To come, many more, many more. Um, we're gonna have a, a drink pairing with every episode at the top of every episode. Naturally, so we live in Wisconsin. We have to keep drinking at all times, otherwise we wither away into dust. Mm-hmm. So we will uh, kind of start every episode with what our what our cocktail of choice is. Give you some info. Give you some some recipe info. It's gonna be great. So Kelly, why don't you let us know what we're drinking? Drink day.
0: Ooh. Uh, so naturally we thought that we should start off with an old-fashioned. Not only is it Wisconsin's state drink, uh, it's also Don Draper's drink of choice. Shout out Don. Shout out Don. Don Donny boy. Men out there. Um, Yes, so old-fashions before we get into actually how you make it, you can make it a bunch of different ways. Uh, So you can do whiskey sour, to brandy sweets. Uh, Sweet and sour refers to the mixer. For those of you who are unfamiliar with drinking too much or, uh, get bart- it together, bartending, get your shit together. Um, <laughs> so sweet can be normally made with something like Sprite or seven up and sour is either sour mix or squirt. <laughs> can't, can't say, not say squirt without laughing. Cause that's, that's squirt. Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the Wisconsin way to do it is uh, brandy old fashioned sweets. I, I prefer this way. I know some people don't, I
1: don't, I I actually prefer the whiskey sour, and I'm sorry, but I'm not from here.
0: <laughs> so do <laughs> yeah, I get so a pass? That explains it all. That explains <laughs> it all. Uh, us Wisconsinites, um, I think most of us are probably brandy drinkers. But for us Wisconsinites, Corbell brandy is kind of like the end all be all.
1: I would say old fashioned when I do drink a brandy. Usually old fashioned. It is. It has to be. Corbell. Corbell. It has to be, yeah.
0: Um, And because of, not maybe because of that, that's maybe an exaggeration, but because of that, Corbell sells more brandy in Wisconsin than in any other state. So if you're ever in Wisconsin and at a supper club or any fine establishment, uh, try try an old fashioned. Uh, So how you get into it, super easy drink to make. Um, You muddle together a little bit of sugar, some bitters, an orange slice, and some maraschino cherries. Add in your liquor of choice. Today we did brandy with a little bit of 7-Up. And then garnish to your liking. We prefer a ton of cherries because we're children. And it probably comes from drinking uh, Shirley Temples as a child.
1: More sugar. Always bring more sugar. sugar.
0: (laughs) So we made ourselves a couple of these uh, to sip on while we record. So if you're drinking along with us, cheers. Cheers. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Uh, now that we are uh, getting buzzed, uh, McKenna, let's dive into today's topic.
1: Oh, wow. That was a really good segue. You're welcome. Good job. I feel like we've been doing this a while. We're professionals. All right. So, <clears throat> you know, there's no doubt that every single person that would listen to this, even though we know it's just going to be my mom. And my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, moms. Uh, both of those people for sure know Nike's slogan, which is just do it. Obviously. And, you know, I do love myself a good Shia Buff meme as well, of him screaming just do it at people because that was good. a good time too. Better days than we're having now anyway. So anyway, the, the, whole, the whole point of this episode is that it seems – Super chill, normal. It's just that's the slogan, but you know it has a a pretty wild backstory. So, in December of 1940, Gary Gilmore plot like just spoiler right here, shitty dude, real shitty dude. Uh, he was born to a highly dysfunctional family. So, based on his family situation alone, as you'll see in a moment, it is not surprising at all that he had you know some issues. Most people who have issues similar to this don't go on to, you know, like murder people, but he did. So his dad was explosively violent and abusive to him and his three siblings. And not only that, but like literally in the Wikipedia article or wherever or biography.com or whatever, we'll have citations on the site. We'll figure it out later. But, (laughs) you know, they literally described his dad as, quote, a petty con man. (laughs) so put that on your linkedin <laughs> so <clears throat> he moved with his family all over constantly so his dad could you know like be a a, a, a petty con man cuz apparently you can't stay in one place for long when you're when you're that's your car- yeah. right when that's your career path so by the time he's 10 he's already doing some shit that like people are like you probably shouldn't do that and he's like i don't care so he kept doing it and committing minor Crimes and just causing issues and whatever, so he he ended up kind of escalating that in his teens, and he commits auto theft, so he gets put into like a boys' reform school or something uh, and then once he hits eighteen, he's just in and out of state correctional facilities all the time, like more time in jail than out probably at this point. so then we get to nineteen seventy six he just gets released from a prison in Illinois, and he goes to live with his cousin, Brenda, in Provo, Utah. And the the thought of just going to live with someone named Brenda in Provo, Utah, just sounds like you're just going to go live in a bag of Wonder Bread. Like, I have never...
0: That, oh, no. It just sounds That's so... Bad. Doesn't sound like it's going to do him any favors. No offense I don't think to any like, Brenda's listening. This is not a personal attack. I'm
1: sorry, Brenda. But anyway, you know, so he decides to go live there. And you know what? You'd be surprised that this is what starts it all. <laughs> Brenda Wonderbread, Provo, Utah. Anyway, uh, so July 19th of 76, he robs a gas station. Attendant and his this gas station attendant's name is Max Jensen, and and this is in Orem, Utah, so it's pretty close-ish, but far enough away he's not in the town that he's living in, and even though the gas station attendant complies with everything, Gary shoots him in the head twice and kills him. So, not the nicest way to end that encounter, and he kind of goes away. He gets he kind of gets away for the next handful of hours, I guess, because in. The the next day, you'll see he's an idiot too. So like that's that's the silver lining of all of this. He's, Gary's
0: not even a good criminal.
1: Gary's a bad criminal, and not like in the cool bad, like the bad bad. You know. Anyway, <laughs> so on the twentieth, he he takes his car to the mechanic, as adults will find themselves doing sometimes, and he takes his car to the mechanic and gives him all of his real information, like shows up to the mechanic and is like, Hey, my name's Gary Gilmore and I live on this street and here's my car. Can you fix it? And the mechanic is like, okay, sure. So while he's waiting for his car to get done, he decides to just pop over to the nearby motel and rob that too. And when he gets there, the, the motel manager, his name is Ben Bushnell, he's working. And exactly like this poor gas station attendant, he complies with everything and he gets shot and killed, too. And, but this is, the, so this is the, the stupid, part, yeah. fun, exciting part. During this encounter, Gary shoots himself in the hand. <laughs> because he's stupid, I get. I, that's the only...
0: He's not, he's not a graceful murderer.
1: I've never really, like, sure. operated guns in my life, but yeah. I feel like most people who do kind of know how to not shoot themselves in the hand. One yeah. would hope. One would think. But yeah. so <laughs> he shoots himself in the, in the hand, and then also he just shot and killed somebody else. So, like, you know, there's blood, a lot of blood everywhere. And he just goes back to the mechanic to pick up his car.
0: <laughs> like nothing
1: had happened. Like nothing happened. He's like, hey, I'm ready. Nothing and to see here. the mechanic is like, what? <laughs> so the mechanic lets him go and then calls 911 immediately to be like, this guy just left my shop covered in blood with a gunshot wound to the hand, here's his address. (laughs) So he gets arrested and charged, obviously. The trial was super short. He literally admitted to killing both of them. Um, There was no back and forth. What's weird, I didn't dig into this because I'm a terrible researcher, but he only got tried for the motel manager's murder. I don't really know why he wouldn't. Since he confessed to both. He confessed to both, so I don't really know why. So that's that's just a bummer, but... Um, so he, he gets sentenced to death, which is important to note because at this point he was the first person to be sentenced to death in Utah after the death penalty was reinstated. Um, it was... Banned in '72, but then in '76, apparently 66% of Americans at this point were like, "Yeah, kill him," and so then they were like, "Bring him back." So they brought it back, and then they sentenced him to death. And what's interesting is he got to choose between firing squad and a hanging.
0: It's like your last meal and your right last breath. That's yeah. How do you want to die? I don't know what would be worse. I not murdering two people. Well, First. step one, just step don't, don't yeah. do that. Right. But, um, he chose firing squad, which I, I,
1: I don't know if, if they're trained well enough. I could see it, you know, just boom, you're yeah. out, you know, I don't know. Headshot. That's what they say, right? Headshot. <laughs> uh, so he, his, his lawyers immediately are like, no, 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 no. Right. They, we're going to peel the shit out of this. We're going to get you out of it. Don't worry. And he's like, no i'm good and they're like no 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 we're like we're going to appeal it and he was like okay you're fired and they're like what so <laughs> the ACLU gets a hold of it they're trying to get him stays of execution and his mom is like appealing to the media begging people to to not kill her son and he is just not having any of it he reached out to the media himself to specifically be like hey mom i see what you're doing appreciate it but please stop um, he tried to complete suicide twice. He went on a hunger strike. He was he ready was to go. Yeah. He, was, he was basically saying to everyone, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. <laughs> like, people kept asking him, why are you trying so hard to get this? And he was like, because I, I killed people. And this is what happened. I don't know. So, I mean, at least he had that going for him. But So, he, <clears throat> he finally gets what he asks for. They're, they're going to let him die. And now... If you're still here, this is where it all connects. This is the moment. And so it's a good murder story, but, but why does this have anything to do with Nike and my tennis shoes? Right. Let me tell you. I'm here for you to tell you now. So <clears throat> Dan Wyden of, you know, like Wyden and Kennedy...
0: It's a small agency. It's a
1: very small, no rural agency. That's a
0: joke for those of you who aren't
1: in It's so big. It's so big. They do all the things. So Dan had been following the story, and he specifically kind of paid mind to Gary Gilmore's last words. And so when they asked Gary Gilmore if he had any last words, the, all he said before they killed him was, let's do it. Short, sweet, to the point. That was it. And so Dan Wyden actually credits this moment to what inspired him to pitch Nike, just do it, the just do it campaign. And he obviously won the account. Duh. Uh, but you know, it's three, it's three words and what comes out of it is just, is absolutely insane. Murder inspired that murder.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so crazy. And it, it it fits so well with Nike's vision for their brand at the time too. I think in, in the eighties you had other major competitors like Reebok really focusing on aerobics and during that craze in the eighties, you know, Olivia Newton, John and Let's Get Physical, Richard Simmons with the tight little spandex and the crazy headbands, you know. I have Nike, a poster of him on my ceiling. Do we, I you <laughs> I mean he's a lovely little man, but <laughs> I did not expect you to say that out loud. <laughs> oh. I were Nothing, that's fine. Um, yeah, but you have. then you have Nike. You have Nike coming... Well, they've been in the pictures since, you know, like the 60s or whenever they were founded. But Nike responds more with this, like, tough take no prisoners type of ad campaign. And one of the objectives of Nike was to target everyone, right? Like, they wanted to make a... Which is ironic, maybe, for some of the controversies they've had over the past few years. But they wanted to target people of... All ages, uh, gender, physical fitness levels, etc, and their fundamental objective was to represent sneakers as a fashion statement to consumers as well. So it led to Nike becoming worn as more than just fitness gear. And the slogan, "Just Do It," went out to I mean, it blew up everywhere. Media outlets, merchandising, merchandising—that's an '80s reference to Spaceballs. Um, outdoor billboards, <laughs> print media, graffiti, and it—it's—it's it's just still stuck to this day. And I think the the profit impact too it had, and hopefully widened. Hopefully Dan made some money.
1: I that too. I have a strong feeling that Dan is doing just fine I, these days. I
0: hope Dan's doing just fine.
1: Dan, if you're listening. Can you give us some money? I'm just kidding. But if you like want to. Just like $100 <laughs> is like all we're really asking for. Uh, no, but I mean, talking to Dan Wyden would be like the coolest thing in the world. So yeah. let's just shoot Zero really, dollars. really high. Dan, if you're listening. We can pay you no dollars. And, and we we'll
0: appreciate you 100%. Yeah. Right.
1: And we'll. That sounds weird. De- oh, my. <laughs> yeah. We'll definitely laugh at all of your jokes.
0: I will laugh at all of
1: your jokes. All of them. Even if we don't think they're funny. Well, I don't know about that. Neither yeah, of us are very good at that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have no poker face, but yep. anyway. Anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it is it is interesting though when you were talking about the how they were targeting all people and all of that kind of stuff and there there have been plenty of controversies controversies over the years, of course, but I think especially, you know, right now it's fall beginning of fall 2020 and the last year alone, they've made some, some serious, um, stands on, on the issues, issues at,
0: yeah.
1: at hand right now. Um, and so seeing brands with like the power that Nike has making stands like that is, is very cool.
0: Empowering athletes too. Even if mm-hmm. it's just, I mean, hopefully it's not just a PR play from a brand perspective, but it is nice to see them take a stand on social issues. Um, Considering they're worth, you know, over like nine billion dollars right now worldwide. Well and it would be
1: it would be very easy for a brand of that size to to take a seat and not say anything, especially as early as they did. Cause a lot of brands I think at this point coming out and doing anything is kind of performative. Mm-hmm. But um I think Nike was ahead of that rush enough that it was Um, meaningful in in some way. yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is, it is cool. And I mean, ultimately that's, that's the dream, right? Like Dan Wyden, just pitching that and coming up with that. And then, Oh,
0: heard someone's death row last words and then (laughs) took his clients, (laughs) took his clients share of an industry from 18% to 43% with three words and it's years. still
1: so relevant mm-hmm. and it's i don't the day that nike gives up just do it they won't they won't Doesn't I make not i don't think they could ever get rid of just do it that'd be like if they tried to get rid of the swoosh
0: it wouldn't make sense
1: it just wouldn't make sense it's so
0: ingrained now yeah and the brand recognition yeah and, and just their vision in general
1: well and it just it's aged so well too because it's super short it's cool and it's like especially no matter if you're going like wild, crazy, bright patterns of the nineties and whatever to the, whatever the hell happened in the early two thousands, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) And then, and then, you know, now we're kind of in this like, you know, bold, like minimalist, whatever with a splash of the eighties and the nineties are coming back the, have you seen the Gen Zers? And, like, they're, like, mom jeans and, like, 90s stuff.
0: Yeah, it's still not a thing for me. And it... I don't get it. ...hurts me a lot. Yeah. It hurts me a lot. Like, the high-waisted stuff. Now we're just off topic. Uh, Nothing new. Nothing new. We'll get back from mom jeans. We'll save that for... I I (laughs) think high-waisted jeans, I think, have relevancy. High-waisted... Nike, if you're listening, high-waisted compression pants with pockets, please on the side, please. And any ladies that are listening can probably will probably agree with me. Normal sports bras, Nike, normal ones. I know the trend now is to have like the fun straps and the padding and like all this. I just want a normal. No, it's too much. It's too complicated. It takes forever. The padding gets all mushed up. Every... I just want a normal one.
1: I had to ask my boyfriend to remove an Under Armour, like, sports bra that I got because I physically could not get it off this my body. This
0: isn't even a dirty story. This These are just, these are the things that women live with. It was that or I cut it off. <laughs> I was
1: I was there. I was, I was, I had scissors nearby and I was ready to cut yeah. myself out of it.
0: So... So So anyway, if you're listening, Nike, keep it simple. Listen,
1: I know that people, normal people who listen to normal podcasts, I have a friend from high school. Her name is Morgan. Shout out Morgan. What up? She designs clothes for American Eagle and Aerie. And they just like came out with this super cool, like little fitness line for Aerie. And it's, and she like straight, she designed some of them. And that what? is wild, because they have, like, all of these celebrity endorsements for it, because that's what they do, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. And meanwhile, like, Lil Morgan's just like, yeah, I made that. So, you know, it's possible someone from Nike or Under Armour could listen one day, maybe. Please make us
0: Please just, pants
1: with pockets. Pants
0: with pockets. I mean, pants with pockets are becoming a thing. So I'm all right with that. But, like, this sports bra thing, I clearly am very passionate and have opinions about this. Because uh, the last time I was in an outlet store, a Nike outlet store, Nike store in general... It took it, I had to hunt down a salesperson and ask them if they had normal ones. And even she was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I agree with you. I don't know why we don't have normal ones. Oh, she called just, you ma'am? I mean, I maybe said ma'am. I don't know what she called me. It was fine. It wasn't like... Madame. Madame. Mrs. <laughs> you. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So uh, back, back to just do it.
1: Back okay, to just, just, just do it. it. That's the dream.
0: He, to be Dan. To be Dan. Well, to, to get an idea and have it click and have it work and mm-hmm. have such an impact on your, to make such an impact, I guess, for anyone, for your client, for your own business. So look alive, people. All, all death row puns intended, maybe. Oh, my. Oh.
1: All right. Well, on that super that dark notes. note, we leave you.
0: Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to buzzwords. If you enjoyed listening, please don't forget to subscribe and review on whatever platform you're using. If you have any suggestions, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover, you can email us at info at That's info at And you can find us on all major social media channels as buzzwords.